Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Welcome to the 200th episode of Chronicles of Nania. I am your host, Martha Tyler, and this week is a very special episode because it's the 200th episode. And this week, my dear friend, you know her, you love her, Katie Anderson, is hosting Chronicles of Nania and interviewing me. That's right. It's a party, y'all. Get on board. We're going to have a great time. We will have a great time. Hello, Katie. Hello, Martha. How are you today? I'm doing really well. As always, it's so lovely to have you. I love being with you, too. It's a delight. Well, I guess actually this week, it's lovely to be had by you. That's right. It's lovely to be with me, Martha. Okay. It's not just lovely to be with (laughs) no. It's lovely to be together together that's the best um well wonderful well this is the 200th episode so I'm practicing um relinquishing control a little bit and (laughs) Katie gets to take it from here yeah so I have a series of questions my first one what's your celebrity crush just kidding I was looking up questions originally I know (laughs) throw you under the bus um, I've been looking up some questions because it's a very special occasion, Martha. You've created an amazing resource for nannies and caregivers and even parents and teachers have told me how much they love your podcast and I love it too. So thank you first, I think, from all of your listeners and all of your ho- your hosts, your um, guests. We want to say thank you for all that you've done for us, for the community. You've really uplifted us and encouraged us. And this is definitely a job where we need the uplifting encouragement for sure well thank thank you you. that's really meaningful it has been my pleasure little did I know six years ago (laughs) when I started this has it ever been not your pleasure I'm sure at some point it's been like oh I have a bunch of podcasts to edit or produce yeah it there have been times where it has felt overwhelming um For sure. And I will say, you know, I took a big break this past year because I will talk about this more, I'm sure, but I was doing an internship and in school and working full time um, and it got to be too much. And so at times I have needed to take a break and step away um, from the podcast. But when I do have the time I really, really, it has been a pleasure all the way through. Like I've learned so much. You've been practicing self-care, Martha? <laughs> yes. Time of extreme duress while you're getting your master's degree <laughs> and getting yes. licensed. Oh, wow. I yes. think that's amazing. I think that it's one of the things that make you such a powerful host of the show is that you really do practice what you preach. 
And I don't even know if I can call it preaching so much as resource sharing. Mm -hmm. Um, So I guess my question for you, Martha, is what gave you the idea for this podcast in the first place? What made you want to start it? Oh, that's a great question. I, um, so when I first started nannying, I didn't know very much, you know, like so many of us, I think that I was like, just going day by day and, Mm -hmm. uh, living my life as a nanny. And so I would share a lot of the activities and things that I was doing with my nanny kids. And a lot of people I would share it on social media. And a lot of people would comment like, oh, I would love like a blog of this, or Mm -hmm. I would love to see like this formatted in a more followable and less like spaghetti thrown at the wall type of way. those resources. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And so, um, but I know myself and I know, I knew at that time that I would not, uh, I would not take pleasure in sitting down and writing a blog that felt very isolated to me. Um, and not as fun. Um, I'm a person who really, really, really enjoys collaboration, Mm -hmm. um, and this resource sharing, like in more real time. Um, and so I was like, but I, I did listen to a ton of podcasts at that point. I was pretty early in the podcast train. She was, I was very true. She was a little trendsetter in the podcast department. I would say. I was, I was the person like back in 2000. 10 being like, Hey, there's this podcast y'all have to check out. And we were like, what is a podcast? Yes. And I would, (laughs) I would educate a lot of people about what podcasts are. So, um, so I knew that I loved listening to other people chat and talk. And so I was like, Oh, I think a podcast actually would be something that I would take joy in. Um, And then I could interview other people so I could be learning also. Yeah. Which is I also think too, you touched on several issues that I think face caregivers, whether you're the parent or the nanny or the teacher, it's a very isolating profession, even though you're with maybe anywhere between one and five or 28 kids, you're sometimes the only adult and that can be very isolating. You don't know if you're doing a good job. You don't have a mentor. You don't have someone that you can say, Hey, I'm really struggling with this. Or what resources did you use while you were working through this problem? And I really see your podcast as one way to kind of mend that for caregivers is that it's not so isolating. And actually the format of a podcast makes you feel like you're with a friend. And so listening while the kids are, you're waiting in the line to pick up the kids from school because who, as nannies, you know, we get there early. We're waiting. Parents Mm -hmm. can be late. Nannies, not so much. We're not often uh, late in the same way. So that's something I found very valuable about your podcast as well. And I'm sure all of your listeners have is that you really help to form a sense of community. So my next question for you, Martha, is what have you found through this podcast, producing this podcast for so many years about community and the nanny community. What has surprised you and what has impressed you? I guess surprise could be bad or good, could be positive or negative. Um, What was the best, worst, and most surprising, I guess, parts of the community discoveries you've made? The best definitely has been 
like all of the amazing caregivers that I have gotten to speak with both on the podcast, like both recorded, but then also the conversations that that has led to outside of the podcast. Mm -hmm. Like you were mentioning earlier how like parents and teachers also listen in on the podcast from time to time. And I have been really surprised with like aunts and uncles Mm -hmm. who have come to me and been like, I did not know how to interact with my nieces, nephews, <laughs> nibblings. Like I didn't know how to interact with just those. They just had kids and they didn't ask me permission. Yeah. They didn't even train me. They didn't. There was 0% training, no <laughs> orientation for this. I am not consent, but I am psyched. So help Yeah, me. but yeah. I want, I want to build a relationship with my niece, nephew or nibbling. And like, so your podcast has done a really good job of helping me with that. And so I guess that that might be one of my like surprised answers mm-hmm. um, is that I I have felt surprised in some of the um, listeners that I didn't anticipate speaking sure. to. Sure. Um, like the reach of your podcast, that it would yeah. be accessible to more people than just nannies and caregivers. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, and the best, I mean, the best has been just like the nanny community. I say this all the time on the podcast, but the nanny community is like one of the best communities. Like we are as a whole really supportive and, um, people who have chosen to do this as a career, mm-hmm. um, are forever learners and are usually extremely curious people. And so yeah. I've loved interacting with all of the other nannies out there. Yeah. I also think too, that, that those skills that nannies have, I mean, really we, and they are socializing tiny future humans. I mean, they're currently humans, but they're going to be future humans too. And I think that's the real important part is that you're giving them skills. And I think a lot of times nannies, a lot of times nannies are undervalued, not necessarily by their families that they work for, but by society uh, by and large. And I think that when you can come together as a group, you see how magical you all are. And I think that's one of the things you've gotten to do so many events, um, which is coming up in a question. So just start letting those wheels turn about your events that you've been a part of. Um, You got to do so many events and meet so many people and reach out to them and support them. And I think that is so magical as well, that you are supporting the supporters of our communities. Yeah. And then not to be like a Debbie Downer at all, but you did ask about the worst. That's part of the question. Yeah. (laughs) And I will say that I think that there are folks out there and certainly folks that I have had on the podcast that are very academically trained Mm -hmm. um, and know a lot have a lot of knowledge to share, which is why I do have them on the podcast and, and continue to have them on the podcast. But I will say that there is nothing like the experience of being a nanny specifically that I don't think is understood by folks who study child development in only an academic setting. I agree. Um, and I'm and so somebody who studies been... kids in an academic setting. I'm right. also in a real life setting but, and I've nannied and I'm in a classroom, but I think the textbook it's all fine and good. Mm-hmm. And where the rubber meets the road is where your skills get tested. 
which yes. is why you need to practice these skills day in and day out. And uh, Martha told me y'all in a private friend talk, I'm going to expose <laughs> her secrets, but she probably it's already, nice. she probably already told you to, uh, they did an update to the marshmallow test. And if you're not familiar with the marshmallow test, that is a um, sort of like an experiment with children about uh, self-regulation, whether they could wait uh, with a marshmallow right in front of them with the knowledge that they're going to receive two marshmallows if they don't eat the marshmallow in front of them, but they could eat it if they wanted to. And Martha said they updated it. Martha, do you want to tell them about the update and yeah. what that showed? Sure. And a lot of the study, like the follow-up studies that had been done on that first one, there was a lot of uh, socioeconomic status stuff that came into play as well as race, class, all of that was in play in ways that weren't fully discussed in that first study. But in the updated one, um, they did a better job of capturing more um, diverse uh, participants Children, yeah. in the study. And so what they did was they had, um, a, like a jar of crayons, um, in the middle of the table and they were like broken crayons, not nice looking, not your like organized Crayola set. They were just like broken and kind of gross. And they said, Oh, those crayons, they're not great. Um, I will bring you more. If you can wait, I'll bring you more when I come back in. And so for half of the participants, the uh, person administering the test came back with better crayons and like kept up their end of the bargain. Um, and for the others, they didn't. They said, oh, I forgot. Sorry, you just got to use those. And then they did that again with a sticker. So same idea, like a sheet of stickers and they were like ripped and just not great, like kind of scratched and stuff and said, mm -hmm. oh, if you can wait, I'll bring you a better set of stickers uh the first group they did bring it the second group they didn't and then they did the marshmallow test so the group that um did not receive the better items they like did not wait at all to eat their marshmallow because they're like they learned caregiver. is inconsistent yes this caregiver is inconsistent and I, i'm not gonna get a second marshmallow so why the heck would i wait they might take yes. this one away for all yeah. i know yeah. Um, and then the group where the um, administrators were reliable, consistent, yeah, yeah, consistent. Um, they could wait three times longer than Ooh. the original like kids who waited in the marshmallow test. I don't know if I knew that last part. I yeah, I really wanted to bring that up because I think that highlights what you're talking about, Martha. Is because caregivers know consistency matters yeah. and what you mean what you say you're going to do what you say and that is part of it because if you don't then there's negotiation forever and then there's mm -hmm. oh I don't have to do that because she's going to forget about it so it's hard to be consistent and I think on paper you can be like yeah consistency is important but when you're doing it in real life you're like oh dang consistency is vital to the process and that's something that I think really reflects in the way that you practice caring for other people, Martha. I just shout out. I've actually gotten to see Martha as a nanny, you guys. She's so great. I know that you know because you listen to the podcast, but she's very consistent, very warm, very firm and friendly. And that's such an important thing in a caregiver. Thank you. And I absolutely feel the same way about you when I've gotten good, to observe good teamwork. you as a nanny. Yeah. 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 And I've learned so much from getting to observe you as a nanny, like so much. 
I feel um, the same way. I have a question though about people who you might have different beliefs from. So yeah. have you ever had to, or had someone on the podcast, don't name any names, I won't. <laughs> um, where you haven't necessarily agreed with their, um, their philosophy or their style and how did you handle that? And then also, did you also end up learning something from that, from someone who's got a different approach? Because that's hard for me as a caregiver. Because sometimes yeah. you guys, I believe I'm right. Yeah. And sometimes I am. But sometimes I'm like, there's actually something to learn here. So I'm curious what you have found through the course of this podcast, through your 200, or 199 episodes so far. Yeah. Um, I definitely have been in interviews where I'm like, whoa, this went in a direction that I didn't expect. <laughs> sure. Um I do a decent job, I think, of like pre-screening before we mm -hmm. get to the recording phase mm -hmm. um, because I am pretty protective over my content. episodes. Yeah, Absolutely. the content. What you put out there represents your beliefs as well. Yeah. And so I screen pretty hard. Um, <laughs> but for the folks who maybe approach things differently that have made it onto my show. I definitely have tried to, like I do with almost all of my interactions with other humans, like tried to find like, where do our Venn diagrams cross over? Like, where do we align in our mm -hmm. beliefs? And like, what's a common ground that we can work from and build from? And then in the moment, I usually am like seeking, trying to find that as I interview. And then I try to like build on that and say something along the lines of like, so this is what I'm hearing you say. And these are the like, and yes, totally agree with this, this, and this. Mm -hmm. And then I also would like to add blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Um, is kind of how I get my little... <laughs> Yeah, find common ground. That's how we work with kids too, is you're yeah. going to find some common ground. You're going to share things that might differ and then ask for more information. Use your curiosity. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's, that's been mostly my, my way. And I definitely have learned from folks who have challenged me as long as they it's kind of like goodness of fit oh, um, yeah. in nannying as well. Like as long as we are both genuine in our um, care about how we care. <laughs> yeah. Um, then, then I, I absolutely have learned from other folks who do things very differently than I do, yeah. but um, cause Sometimes I'm not like, a, yeah. It, it tells you there's space for growth, right? Like right. I feel uncomfortable with this idea. Why though? Is it because I'm morally opposed to it or I think it's inappropriate to talk to or behave with children that way? And if so, probably you should say something to someone. Yeah. And if not, maybe you could examine why. Is it your childhood? Is it your upbringing? Is it just something that you've never seen before? So you didn't know how to react. So it's, yeah. it is interesting that discomfort can help you to examine other areas, but as long, like you said, as long as you believe that person has the best interest of children at heart mm -hmm. and is not harming children, right? Sometimes there's something to learn. Yeah, for sure. And I somewhat liken it to like in 
the therapy world, which I am now stepping into, like CBT, cognitive behavioral therapy, mm-hmm. there is a lot of really good stuff that happens in a CBT therapist's office. Like, I am not arguing that at all. I do not work well as a CBT therapist. Sure. That's just not. not your style. That's not my style. And like my clients can smell it from a mile away. (laughs) So when I try to bring in, like, certainly I bring in CBT exercises here and there, but when I try to like do a whole session in a CBT way, I can like, I talk with my clients about it and they're like, no, that didn't feel great. And I'm like, yeah, Yeah. it didn't for me either. So that's so important to remember is that the the reason that you are a special caregiver is because of the things that make you uniquely you. And we all have different strengths and areas of growth. And uh, this is, Martha and I used to both be actors. Um, I will never be an actor again, I don't think. But Martha, who knows? It's a mystery. Yeah, that's a Maybe question one mark. day. Um, <laughs> but I had an acting teacher who had us read this book. And they it was about like when it wasn't about this, but this was a chapter in the book about when you're shopping for a salad. If you already have all the ingredients, you go to the store for a tomato or an onion. You go to the store for something specific. And that's kind of the same thing with caregivers. Your family has a lot of ingredients and you're looking for a specific ingredient. And if it's a fit, hooray. If it's not a fit, they're going to go to the store for somebody else and that's okay. But the idea was be a tomato. You're, yeah. you're a tomato, be a tomato. Yeah. Uh, I'm Katie. I can only be Katie. I can try to be a new or best or better version of Katie, but I can't be anybody. I can't be a Martha. I could try to be a Martha. I'd love to be a Martha. That would be so great. And I feel uh, the same way about you. Pretty good too. Yeah, I'm all right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but so that's something that's really valuable, Martha, is that keeping in mind that that's a way to stay emotionally healthy as a caregiver. Mm-hmm. So my next question is, how do you stay mentally, emotionally, and physically healthy as a caregiver and also as a podcast producer? Because those are two different elements. And I'm so curious what you do. I think all of the nannies and caregivers out there are like, please, please help us, Martha. <laughs> Tell us how to do it. Yeah, that is, those are great questions. Okay, <laughs> so as a caregiver, um, I really try to balance how much alone time versus spending time with children as a caregiver versus spending time with other adults as a friend. Ooh, girl. (laughs) And those are three very different vibes for lack of a better word. (laughs) Yes. Like, and I have to like they're pretty finely tuned where I have to have a balance of all three of those otherwise I will go crazy Mm -hmm. because like when I'm on vacation or whatever and the caring for people piece drops off completely I find myself after like week three or whatever like really missing that as well interesting um so making you sure that I'm balancing all three of those. On trips with friends being like, do you need to go to the potty? You need help? Yeah. I went on a trip this already? past weekend and I absolutely did ask people that. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone needs a reminder sometimes, Martha. Let me tell you yes. what. 
Well, we were like walking by the restroom and I was like, does anyone need <laughs> bathrooms, y'all? Yeah. Bathrooms. This yeah. is our opportunity, everyone. <laughs> They're like, Martha, we're older than you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so that piece is really important. And I do like, I, since starting this podcast, I have become a lot more introverted. So like that alone mm. piece has, and I, that's not, that's correlation, not causation. Not, not, it, I think it's because of grad school. Yeah. <laughs> so I think that's because of grad school. Yeah. And the pandemic really and helped pandemic. too, I bet. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But like, I don't think that alone time piece was as important a few years ago, but now it yeah. very much is. Um, and like, I, mean, I absolutely have to have time. Yeah, reflective to your shifting needs. I also yeah. think too, when you are, working on a creative project, you need time to process. So there's, I know Martha already knows this again, because we're nerds and we talk outside this podcast, y'all. What? Uh, there's something in your brain called the default network of your brain. And it is how your subconscious mind solves problems. Mm-hmm. So if you have ever said, I'm sure I'll sit up in the middle of the night and I'll, I'll know the answer to that question. Or you're doing something like washing the dishes, something mindless, playing a Sudoku. For me, that's mindless. It's not always mindless for everybody. Doing something that's like your Zen space, washing the car, vacuuming, whatever it is that you do that you don't have to think about. And all of a sudden, problems get solved in your brain. You're not thinking about anything and suddenly a solution pops up. That's your default network. And it helps you solve problems. And so when you have time to not be active, cognitively focused on a task, your default network comes online and it is solving problems for you subconsciously. It's like putting your phone on the phone charger, which is why you need that time. And I think too, as a producer of a podcast, you probably need time for creative ideas to pop up to you, like taking your shower or whatever, laying in bed, being like, why am I not asleep? I have to be up to work and then go to grad school at night. So those are, I think that's a really valuable tip, Martha, is to make time to be alone, to be quiet, to be doing nothing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, those are all super duper important. Um, and then as a, a podcaster, it has been knowing when I need to take a step back, mm-hmm. being really gentle with myself, being like very honest with myself of like, does it matter? Does it matter? Yeah, because, uh, you know, I I don't get paid <laughs> to do yeah. this, and not, not that yet. And I'll be all. Um, no, I know. But like, it's a resource you're putting out because you care. Yeah, each episode takes at least three hours. Absolutely. Um. So just keeping that in mind of for my own schedule too. Yeah. That's 600 y'all. That's 600 hours, which is ironically what I also had to do for my internship. So I'm a certified podcaster now as well. I love it. I'm going to issue your certificate later this week. Licensed podcaster. Maybe they present you one at one of your future events. (laughs) Yeah. And I, in, in all transparency and honesty, because I feel like this is a great episode to do that in, mm-hmm. I have really struggled with to advertise or not to advertise mm-hmm. because the advertisements that you probably have heard that pop up and are like Geico or whatever, those 
I get such a small percentage of those that it does not feel worth it really anymore for me to have those now very like direct to my audience advertisement. So like other small businesses that want to advertise with me, that feels worth it. One, because I think that those are also wonderful resources for listeners Mm -hmm. and it's not just like shots in the dark. And because I'm helping support small business and get the word out and that just feels better. Um, to me than those big kind of more corporate advertisements. So sort of putting a protection around yourself, your brand. Uh, I know it sounds weird to be like, that's my brand. Like you have a brand. Martha's the most humble, amazing person in the world, you guys. I don't know if that's the theme of this episode, but like maybe it is because I'm the host. So keep it in mind, everybody. (laughs) I think that's what the title of this episode will be. (laughs) Episode 200. Martha's the best. Oh, consider it though. Okay. Wow. I don't get to, per- I don't get to put it on the website, but that's true. I, I do would get say, the final say. <laughs> as the host, I would like to take a vote. So. Okay. Well, thank you. breakers go to me. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Bye. Okay. Um, yeah. And so I, I think, yeah, one stepping back when I need to, and then two, like, I do think that I am going to stop having like those little ads on because yeah, they just yeah. aren't helpful. It doesn't feed your soul. It doesn't feel like yeah, it's it feeding your purpose. Yeah, it doesn't feed my soul at all. And cool. it doesn't actually physically feed me much. It, and it doesn't feed my <laughs> physical body. That answers the question too. It's not keeping you physically healthy. I can't go get a tomato kale. with it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, great. Well, my question for you next is how do you try to expand and extend your knowledge and ability in the nannying industry, in um, counseling and podcasting? What kinds of things do you do? Do you look for to help kind of do a professional development? Because I, I know you have one coming up where you're involved in it. So I'm curious yes. to hear about that and all of it. So yeah. So the one that you're making a nod to, which this will be released during the middle of, is Nanny Palooza. What? I said spoiler alert. Oh, spoiler alert. She's going to tell you what it is right now. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Is Nanny Palooza, um, which this will be my second time going. Mm -hmm. Um, Katie and I went five years ago. I think so. I think so. It was in Baltimore. It was in Baltimore because we sang. We sang Good Morning Baltimore all the way. All the way driving there. Um, Yeah. And so I, uh, I love nanny specific events. Mm -hmm. So I have been to Nanny Palooza. I've been to the INA, the International Nanny Association Conference. Been a presenter at both. Yes. I've been a presenter at both. And I am so very excited. I mean, like, it's just the best, like thinking about going this coming weekend is making me really happy. Like to be surrounded by people who care about the health, safety, and development of children is such a gift and feeds my soul. Life changers. They're life changers for sure. They are. And can we just give a shout out to all nannies and caregivers? Because you're literally interrupting generational trauma by helping the parents and helping the children. Because a lot of times as nannies, what you are also doing that 
people don't see it's the invincible work is you're helping to train the parents yeah. about developmental abilities and appropriate responses to certain things like spilling like what is mm-hmm. does it need to be something we fight about or could we just say oops here's a paper towel <laughs> It could be the second one, I think. So I do it could be the first yeah. two, but I don't recommend the first. It's, yeah. There's too many things to fight about anyways. Yeah. So no not need. my vibe. Yeah. Yeah. So nanny specific conferences and um, uh, International Nanny Training Day mm-hmm. is another one that I participated in over the years and will continue to participate in. So all of those really, truly wonderful Um as well as the nanny friendships that I've made both from doing this podcast and from um, life in general, <laughs> like online. Like I'm going to meet some of my online nanny friends for the first time in person. Um, I love it. At Nanny Palooza. Like it's, I'm so excited. Um, and so those really, really fill my bucket. Um, I also listen to podcasts about child development um, all the time, time. Um, as well as, you know, watch TikToks and read like earlier today, I was reading a study about bullying um, and like the social uh, relational roles bullying can play, Mm -hmm. uh, which was fascinating. So I do research in my fun times. Um, <laughs> when I'm having fun, I like to do some research. I love doing research, but I really do. Velma right now from Scooby-Doo, if I've yes. ever seen one. I know that's been one of your Halloween costumes in the past. It's a it very, very successful has. one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then for the therapy piece, I have to do continuing education. Of so um, I will be continuing to take classes, which I will say, and this kind of means nothing on this podcast, but I'm excited about it. So I'm going to share it with everyone that, um, I am going to start running a D and D therapy group for 13 year olds. And so some of that continuing education is like learning how to use dungeons and dragons specifically in a therapeutic space um, which taps into sand tray, which is big in the Jungian analyst space, um, as well as many other spaces. But, um, so I'm, I'm really excited about that, about like play therapy and specifically like storytelling with children in a therapeutic way. I think we all know too, that children work out their worries and anxieties through play. Mm -hmm. And moreover, for our listeners. Uh, I was just thinking when Martha said this, it reminds me of somatic experiencing, which is also a therapeutic technique. And again, if you haven't read the book, friends, (laughs) you could read the book, Waking the Tiger, but it's about using your imagination to move through trauma that lingers in your body and dispel it. If you have experienced trauma, please read this book with caution because they will address it and it might cause you to feel anxiety or worry. But when I read the book, I was like, oh, dang, I got a lot of undispelled trauma in my body. And it was very freeing for me to read that book and use my imagination to um, help work through it. Now, therapists do this practice with you. So you might, if you have a therapist and you have 
lingering trauma, wish to do it with them. Um, But that kind of reminds me of that, Martha, is that you're using play and imagination as a tool for children to help solve problems or conquer fears or uh, move beyond past limitations. I think that's really, really special. Yeah. Yeah. I'm really, really excited about that. And yes, Waking the Tiger is an excellent one as is the body keeps the score. But oh the, yeah. I've been scared to read that one. The content warning applies to both. <laughs> I, can't, I can't yet pick it up. So yeah. Yeah. Uh, in, in whatever time feels right for you. Yes. Not yet. Not yet. Yep. If, for our listeners, I am uh, six, six, almost six months pregnant. So I've been reading my own spooky stories, which I call my labor and delivery books where I'm like reading about what's going to happen. So, uh, you know, I don't need any more spooky stories. No, for no, right no, now. not right now. I'll save them that's, for later. That's for later. It's going to be great. Uh, okay. So I guess my next question, Martha, is what are you looking forward to about the future? Is there something in particular you're excited about or where do you see the podcast going from here? Yeah. So... This is kind of a big announcement because this podcast has is called Chronicles of Nannia, and I am stepping out of the direct nanny world. And mm-hmm. so it feels like just as I am stepping out into a more... Um, generalized caregiver space Mm -hmm. that I also want the podcast to reflect that. And Mm -hmm. while I will always consider myself a nanny, Mm -hmm. um, because I believe that once a nanny, always a nanny and the Mm -hmm. skills come with me and the friendships and everything I've learned comes with me. I want to open the podcast up, um, to include more folks and to be, um, reflective of the work that I am doing. Um, And so Katie and I will be combining our podcast. So listeners, I'm sure you already know this, but if you decided to start with episode 200, welcome. (laughs) Um, Katie also has a podcast called the Compassionate Caregiver Podcast um, that has short, very specific, very informative episodes. I literally listened to Katie's podcast to help study for a big exam that I had to take. Oh, and it so helped. Nice. That's I didn't so tell nice. You. I think I did. maybe you mentioned the Erickson yes. episodes where it's like this, the four crises that children mm-hmm. are resolving. And I included the teenager one as I was going through recording. I was like, I feel like the teen- people care for teenagers. I feel yes. relevant, so. They absolutely do. And I, I listened to it um, to help me study. So anyway, Katie and I will now be co-hosting but taking turns (laughs) hosting um the compassionate caregiver podcast which is so exciting we're very excited to have martha martha's a like full all-star at everything so um my yes my podcast is much shorter than martha's think like five to ten minutes i think the longest one is 15 minutes maybe underneath that um they're kind of meant to be like yeah seven minutes till pickups over. I'm going to listen on time and a half and uh, try to get something in there because it was a rough morning before school and I don't know how after school is going to go. So they're really mostly tools. Um, Use of curiosity, uh, 
first then statements, how to use humor to kind of alleviate conflict. Um, and this will be good for me, Martha, because I also am in grad school and I recorded all of those in the pandemic and then release them over the course of a year and then have never recorded any other ones. So I need to start recording again. It's been something that's been on my list. I also have been trying to be gentle with myself and mm -hmm. Martha is a beautiful inspirer of others as I'm sure you guys know, cause you already listened to her podcast. Um, and she inspires me to want to continue <laughs> my podcast. <laughs> so yeah. together it's everything is gentler when you have a community and when you have the right community, it's even better. So we're really excited to merge the Compassionate Caregiver podcast with Chronicles of Nania. And convenient, we run a business together called sure Compassionate Child Care. And it's about teaching caregivers skills. We have blog posts that go up every month. We have lots of free resources on our um, social media pages, which are usually at C Childcare LLC. Mm -hmm. uh, and you can find like almost daily posts of ways to help yourself as a caregiver and help the kids mm -hmm. and books that are out there. So uh, lots of community, which is really great. Uh, yeah. And so we're excited to be doing that. We have classes. If you want to take classes, we can coach you if you want coaching. So we're just happy to be supporting caregivers. We also give free events if you're interested in having us do that, but you don't have the funding. We believe in equity yes. and we know many people who need the skills also can't afford to have an event like that. So uh, reach out to us. We'd be happy to partner with you in some way. Yes. Uh, please visit our website and like poke around. Um, and we also do, cause Katie didn't specifically mention it and I want to, we do offer like a 30 minute troubleshooting call. Oh yeah which has been so helpful because sometimes it's like, yeah, I get it. Like I know all this stuff. Like I also listen to a nanny resource podcast. Like yeah. I, I get it. I'm getting stuck at this one spot mm -hmm. and we are happy to help you get unstuck. Cause I have been there too, where I'm just like, man, like this one thing is like yeah. just really Over tough and, and I can't, get past it. Um, and oftentimes I go talk to Katie. Um, <laughs> and so you could also talk yeah. to Katie and me because sometimes yeah. just an objective person can yeah. make a huge difference. And if you, you can sign up for that on the website. Um, it's 30 minute targeted troubleshooting call. And you actually get to tell us in advance what you're wanting. So it's not like part of the phone call is you explaining the problem. You need to tell us in advance what the problem is so we can start right away and give you resources. Um, so that's, I think that's very valuable. I agree, Martha. Yeah. We've had people reach out about that before, yeah. uh, especially with going back to school. Yeah, That's a tough one. Um, so just anything that you might need support on, nap times or uh, conflict resolution between siblings or nannying twins, Martha, is obviously now, are you officially now a licensed therapist? I The paperwork am, has not finished going through yet. Yeah, man, oh man. The, it's, becoming a therapist, y'all, is like so <laughs> much paperwork. I good, because you want them to know. You want you them to be certified. 
Absolutely. Um, <laughs> but it's a lot of like sending one form and then waiting two to six weeks Forever. to get it yeah. back and yeah. then having to send one other form. So anyway, I am, um, I am provisionally licensed, right. which means yeah. that I like, then I have another two years yeah. of being provisionally licensed, but I am licensed. That's um, great. So yeah. he's a provisionally licensed therapist <laughs> and I am a formerly educator, formerly nanny, formerly educator. I'm right now a classroom assistant because I am also getting my master's yes. and I thought lesson planning, assessing the children and doing graduate level homework sounds terrible. Yeah. So now I'm working in the classroom every day uh, with Chicago public schools and I work with children with uh, special needs and diverse abilities. And it's been very educational for me as well. Uh, I love that the teachers I work with are just like dynamos. They're amazing. It's literally textbook of what is best practice. So, uh, and I'm going to school for it too. So you have a lot of resources. Martha also used to be a teacher of high schoolers, right, Martha? Mm -hmm. Yep. So we got, between the two of us, we're, we're life is for everybody. <laughs> yes, we really are. We got experience. And and are very passionate about it. Like if you write to us in for the troubleshooting call or any coaching um, and you give us details about what you're looking for, we're going mm -hmm. to have already started doing the homework so yeah. that we make sure that we have all the bases covered when we do talk to you. We're both little Hermione Grangers. We absolutely are. That's a great way to describe us. Hermione Grangers and Leslie Noakes, I think. Yeah. Um, so yeah, and just to catch anyone up who's listening and like, maybe you haven't listened before, maybe we met at Nanny Palooza and you're listening <laughs> right now. Um, I, I do want to say that, so just a recap of my like nanny mm -hmm. journey, because mm -hmm. I don't, I guess I don't know how often I've talked about it on the podcast. Um, so I was a nanny for 11 years. Um, and I started specifically with twins. I had a few different families that had twins and then um, also with kids with allergies yeah. um, was also a specific passion of mine. And then I moved to um, nanny, lots of different. I started kind of as a patchwork nanny and mm -hmm. then um, and then I got full time with a few families and, um, and then I went back to grad school about four years ago to become mm -hmm. a marriage and family therapist. Um, and so now I work, um, at formative psych psychological services. <laughs> so mm -hmm. if anyone's in Chicago and, um, looking for somebody, looking for somebody support. like, honestly, please call my office. Um, if not me, another person at that office might be a really good fit for you. Mm -hmm. Um, but I do have openings. Um, <laughs> and then, um, and I am practicing mostly, I obviously draw from a lot of different techniques, but I, um, am a Bowenian therapist, which focuses on that intergenerational trauma, family so systems, family systems, um, focusing on reducing anxiety in the family, mm -hmm. um, to help break cycles that are continuing from generation to generation. Lord, who doesn't need that? And so just to Here give you all, all have that. 
a little idea of like the kind of work that I am stepping into because it is not that different than my work as a nanny. Um, and it has all come from my work mm -hmm. as a nanny that I want to do this work because I have seen the trickle down the mm -hmm. generation, um, not necessarily, I mean, everyone has intergenerational trauma. So sure. usually I, it lessens over the years, but sometimes yeah. it needs a lot of help lessening. Yeah. And certainly my families have been lovely. I want no one listening to think that my yeah, families yeah, yeah. are like riddled with intergenerational <laughs> trauma. That's not it at all. But just being able to be so up close and seeing um, families in this really intimate way that nannying allows us um, has just made me such a better therapist. Yeah. And my professor um, who was like, the head of the marriage and family department when I applied was like, we almost always say yes to nannies. She was like, nannies make the best family therapists. I'm sure. That's and kind I of the role. Fight anyone who says otherwise. Yeah. Yeah. That's the um, role a lot of nannies play. Like we said, it's like you're not just helping the children, you're also training the adults. Not that okay, I just gotta clarify. Yeah. I'm about to say something and I want you to know it's not the same. But I'm going to say it's not the same as nannies. When you have a dog, what you are really doing is training the adults. Yeah. Children are not dogs. No. Super 100% clear. Children are not dogs. Adults of children also need to be trained. <laughs> it is the most important job you will ever do with the least amount of training. They just give you the baby and say, good luck and keep it alive or we're yeah. coming for you. And it's yep. like, what, what, who, there's yeah. no pets for this, but in all of the universe's goodness, nannies exist and they have experience and they have just experience, but wisdom from family to family. That's one of the things of being a career nanny is you've seen it before and you have the ability to tell parents, you know what? You don't even need to worry about this. This problem's going to go away in two weeks and we'll deal with a different behavioral problem or yep hey, this is a little unusual. This is not like typical development. And maybe we should um, talk to a specialist and see if we can support the child in a different way. So you have that knowledge where parents don't get to see other kids in the same way. So that's a very special gift nannies bring. But you guys mm -hmm. are the best. Uh, yeah. Also, if you just started listening, I also used to be a nanny for many yes. years, uh, almost 10, I think nine. Yeah. And then I uh, went back to school thought, at one point thought, wouldn't it be great if when the kids went to kindergarten, I still had a job. Uh, and then I had a family where the kids went to kindergarten and I still had a job, but I also was putting myself through school to be a teacher. And then I was teaching during the daytime and then nannying after school for many years. And then during the pandemic, I kind of switched. Uh, so I became a full-time teacher at that time. Mm -hmm. So, and then now I'm then I went to grad school and I switched again and now I'm a classroom assistant. So it's been a really fun journey and I love learning and I know Martha does too. So yes. Martha, we always end Chronicles of Nanny, Nannia with a fun story. So have you brought a fun story for us today? And if not, I can supply one. <laughs> yeah. I didn't, I, I didn't warn Martha at all, you guys, about what this podcast was going to be. No, I just told her I want to interview you and I didn't tell her any other questions. It's been a very fun ride. Um, I do have one. Uh, why don't 
why don't you share yours first and then I'll end with mine. Okay. Okay. So I was, uh, we were doing a currency lesson in the first grade and, um, the children had seen money. They had talked about money. It had been a course of several days. We were making our own money in the classroom. Mm. And so we were talking about as we passed around money from different nations, what do you notice on the money? And so they said, there are people, there are symbols, there are sayings like models, and there are numbers. And so we were talking about what should go on our money for our classroom. And uh, somebody suggested we put the teacher on the paper. The teacher, I won't reveal her name. She's amazing. Yeah. They said, let's put the teacher on the paper. She's like our queen, right? Right. So, okay, that's our person. Uh, we voted. We went down the list and voted. And then the next part was, what should our motto be? We love blank. And the first kid who raised his hand said, we love Mrs. Anderson. And I was like, oh, that's so sweet. But also, can you imagine that money? It's got the teacher's face on it. And they love the teacher too. But it was so hilarious. And then when we were doing the project, we didn't vote for that one. We chose we love every we love our class or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I also didn't. I didn't feel like it was right to vote for we love Mrs. Anderson, even yeah. though I do love Mrs. Anderson. <laughs> um, but as we were, too. thank you, thank you. She's pretty good. She's, She's pretty great. Good. Um, we were doing the dollar bills and they could choose their own number that they wanted to put on. So some people wanted to put our classroom numbers. Some people wanted to put like a bunch of money. And one kid was like, I think she's worth $9 billion. Our classroom teacher, I was like, I agree. She's pretty good. Right. And then another kid who uh, was sitting next to me, she said, yeah. And I said, yeah, we have a pretty special teacher. And she said, yeah, because if we didn't have her, we would just have you. And that would be boring, boring, boring. <laughs> I was like, okay, kid, I know she didn't vote for me. No, I'm just kidding. Oh my but it was God. really funny. She is a hilarious child and she's very sweet. And she always, we do it like gems on Friday morning. So I know she loves me because she always gives me her gem Aww. of like something nice I did for her that week. But she cra- it cracked me up and I immediately told the teacher, I was like, this is what this friend just said. And she was like, that is hilarious. That's so funny. That's great. Oh Kids will God. just tell you whatever they think. I love it. They really will. Um, <laughs> okay. So thank you so much for sharing. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, so I like ended my time with um, my la- my final nanny family, which was mm-hmm. so hard. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I like we had dates on the calendar. Mm-hmm. Um, but the three different kiddos reactions really mm-hmm. like just makes me laugh so much. So the eldest who I spent the least amount of time with, he's seven. Um, he was kind of like, I'm going to miss you. But like, oh, that was yeah. it. You know, like yeah. he was just like, yeah, I'll miss you. You're like, but have also, a great summer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, bye. See you next year. Yeah. <laughs> Hope to um, see you in the seventh grade. No. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it felt very like that of like, mm-hmm. he was like, he asked about the dates that I would be coming back and he like kind of marched them on his mental calendar. And then he's like, okay, bye. Um, The middleest brother was five. Um, He, whenever it would get brought up, would just like roar at whoever had brought it up and then just run away. (laughs) 
Okay, like if I'm a dinosaur, it's not true. Yeah. Dinosaurs, I think we all agree. Dinosaur dinosaurs nannies, nannies. Yeah. They can't leave. It's forever. Um, it's forever. And so I just really uh very much appreciated that and he and I mm-hmm. would have would have little like heart to hearts about it and um you know all of that good stuff and he's doing really well I have seen them since good, good, good. my final day um but the littlest guy uh who is just barely two mm-hmm. uh he and I spent the most time together just by the nature of the structure of the days and um he started going to preschool and so his response when we would start talking about it because I had said you're gonna go to school and I'm gonna go to work um and so his response would just be to repeat that over oh yeah you gave him the you go to school or you I go to school you go to work he would just be like I go to school you go to work like over and over which was so sweet yeah it's trying to process it Mm-hmm, you're giving mm-hmm. him that and here you go y'all this is my fine education you're giving him private speech and that is how children work through problems whether they're emotional or academic they talk themselves through it eventually that moves into your brain unless you're like me and then you still talk out loud to yourself but Same. yeah I think I've heard that supposedly if you talk out loud to yourself it means you're a really good problem solver because that's Ooh. your private speech coming out to like regulate yourself through the activity and nice. to like help yourself executive function through like the organizational tasks. What about if you sing? Oh, that's even that better study. because you're also self-soothing because singing <laughs> soothes the, yeah. the central nervous system. So I would say that's double points, Martha. You are solving the problem and staying calm. So, but that's very it. sweet. You gave him the words and the language to help process that. Yeah. That's yeah. Really powerful. That's your legacy as a nanny too. You're really good at that stuff. Thank you. So then when I went back to babysit, like mm-hmm. it was like a week later, maybe two, it was not long. Um, <laughs> I was playing with him and him being around other kids. This was the first time cause he was a COVID baby. This was the first time he's really gotten to hang out with other kids his age and his language has just exploded. And mm-hmm. he and I were building and he, and like it, something wasn't fit. It was like with the Duplo blocks and something wasn't fitting together. Right. And he mm. just looks at me and he goes, Marfa, it's not working. It's <laughs> just like, oh, I just. And he's giving you private speech too. For yes. when you encounter Marfa, it's not working. <laughs> it's not working. I think you know. And I just love that kind of like full circle moment of yeah. like that he is now able yeah to to give me private speech back um that's so beautiful I really love it so. that's, and that is again a testimony to the amazing work of a nanny not just you Martha but all of the nannies out there mm-hmm. the gifts that you give to the families you serve the children and the parents that's that is unspeakably valuable so Agreed. even though I think we should be paid a million dollars each per year yeah I think we also reap a lot of benefits that way too, to know that you're bettering a family pattern and a family system in the future generation. Yeah. So y'all, thank you for listening. Thank you, Martha, for being a guest on this Chronicles of Nania podcast, the 200th episode titled Martha's the Best or whatever you title it. 
Well, probably Martha's the best. It's been such a joy to interview you. Thank you, thank you, thank you for all of the resources you have given to nannies, that you have supported us, that you have poured out into the community. You are, you, Martha, are an invaluable resource. And I think round of applause, all the nannies listening for Martha's <laughs> contributions to our community. Thank you so much. And happy Nanny Palooza. Happy Nanny Palooza. Thank you, Katie. This has been a wonderful and wild ride. And <laughs> I really do want listeners to know that I'm not going anywhere, but I also very, and I also very much appreciate uh, your patience as mm-hmm. we make this transition to the Compassionate Caregiver Podcast. Yeah, thank you so much. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next week. The Chronicles of Nania is produced and hosted by Martha Tyler. Artwork by Noni Blastodon. Theme music by Brad Kemp. Find him at secondbedroomstudios.com. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Chronicles of Nania and on Twitter at Nania Podcast. To contact us, email chroniclesofnania at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. This show has been brought to you by Machine Culture.